Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, Isaiah from 957 CrossFit in Virginia. How are you doing today, sir? I'm good, Dominic. How are you? Fantastic. Thank you so much for being here with us. Can't wait to find out about you and 957. So tell us all about it. All right. So we are 957 CrossFit. We are a gym located out of Blackstone, Virginia, a town nobody heard of. It's about an hour south down of Richmond. Uh, we have about 40 members. We are primarily a uh, group class, classes only. Um, and uh, we're going into our second year of business here in this one location. Okay, awesome. So a lot of our listeners out there are familiar with the CrossFit model, a lot of group training, a lot of group energy, um, shared suffering, I think is a phrase that people <laughs> will yeah. throw around there too, but just, just builds community. You know, it's the number one thing. And and you are in your community, in the town that you've lived in for the last 20 years, doing things there. So you decided uh, basically the end of 2019, you're going to open a gym, quit your nine to five, like a lot of us have done. I'm going to open a gym. I'm going to change lives in my town. Pandemic hit. You were shut down for a little while, but you're still here on the other side of it. So what have you done um, you know, since you've been on the other side of that kind of initial shutdown um, with the business, what have been the biggest things that you've done to grow it to where it is now? Um, and then where would you say that that you stand versus where you want to be? Uh, so when we reopened back up, I firstly, I had communication through with all the members through the whole shutdown. We did things like at-home workouts, we did the, the equipment rentals. So we did all those things. So through the shutdown, we maintained communication and we maintained that uh, like, hey, how are you? How's everything going? Do you need anything? Still maintain that community aspect. When we reopened, uh, I'd say we got 90% of the members, I don't know. I'll say 99% of the members came back. So 99% okay. of the members, 100% came back um, and I would say one of the main reasons where not only did they come back and we got new people on top of that is that even prior to COVID, prior when people were making up rules of what can be done about it, we were already doing cleaning everything after each uh, each uh, each session. Everybody wiped their own stuff down, mopped the floors, you name it. Um, we had, because one, we are a small gym, but we were already using sign-ins and we, we already had uh, a limit on our class because of our little bit smaller size gym. So people had the confidence that yes, we had to shut down and yes, that's what it is, but things were already doing. Once people found out when it needed to be done, they're like, Oh wow. 957 was already doing all these things. 99% people literally just came back. And then from there, we just kept on uh, the word spread and we kept on building, kept on building social media like we didn't shy away from like oh we have seven people in the class like some classes like that's that's the that's the cap is the seven people and at first i was like i don't want people to be like oh you should be doing this but no like we're following the rules it's safe it's plenty of space um and on top of that people 
are benefiting from it. Exercise does help with everything that's going on. So uh, I'd say that uh, what I what I like to I like to see the consistent growth. I I like the steady. Um, for a while, we kind of had the up, up, ups and downs, but I, I like the steady growth. I definitely could see this gym hitting 100 members easily. And then from there, I'd love to see a second location or maybe even build on to this one. Sweet, man. So it sounds, sounds like you stuck by the rules and you put it out there. You're like, hey, we're here. We're safe. We're doing everything we need to do. Come on back and, and yep. people have. So, so that's clean great. weekly bathrooms are spotless. You know, the drill, all those things. Hey man, cross CrossFit, Greg Glassman, the dirty bathroom guy. Yep. Anybody who's heard that speech knows how, how important that can be. Exactly. For sure. Right. Nobody wants dirty bathrooms. That means you don't care. So, so have you grown only by word of mouth so far, or have you done any type of actual paid advertisement? What's, what's been your source of new members? I'm going to be honest with you. I've I've done paid advertisement. I've done that, but it actually came down to the members bringing other members in or them knowing somebody like I'll post a post and one of the members would just be in the picture and I'll say, Hey, great job. 6 PM. You killed it today. Good job killing those deadlift burpees, whatever. And they're like, I didn't know Sarah goes there. And they're like, Oh, and then that's really what's that. So some social media, but a lot of it was like, they go there. I would love to go there. Cause I had members try to bring in like trials and people would try to bring a friend and it just didn't, it didn't click. And I almost asked people to stop that. I know that sounds controversial, but because what was starting to happen was that I was, you bring in a member in on a day that we're doing something like cleans. I was like, all right. So they've never done a clean before. And, uh, I'm taking the time away from the six other members to teach this one member crash course on clean. So we shut that down. So it's been word of mouth. And then we are, I will say this, we are in a fantastic, the best location in town. We're literally the first building you see as your walk on the Blackstone 957 CrossFit with uh, the logo as massive as the building on it. And uh, that's a, that's a, that's a story. Remind me to bring me back, bring me back to that story about the sign <laughs> on the building. So yeah, I'd say location, 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 word of mouth, and just the social media stuff. I've done radio, I've done newspaper, I've done, I've done a billboard. I honestly can't say that brought in even one or two members. Like maybe, but nobody's came to me and said, everybody said, this so-and-so told me, I saw you on Instagram, or I saw the building driving by, and they walk in and they're curious. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially in that early growth stage, a lot of, a lot of CrossFit gyms, a lot of gyms in general will get on that, the word of mouth, social media. Um, and it's nice because the people come in and I know that you've put a little bit of control on it, uh, which is good because it keeps your quality up, keeps the existing members getting what they're there for. Yeah. Um, but those people that come in because they saw a friend or a relative or a coworker doing it also already are kind of warmed up to yeah. you. Right. So most of the people coming in your door have some sort of idea what's going yeah. on. So funny story for you real quick about that. I've had members work the same job for about a year or two and then realize that they worked in the same building when they came to CrossFit. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, you, yeah, they, they just do a different class time one day or something like yeah, that. Yeah. All right. It. Yeah. Yeah, totally, man. So 
what is what does your sales process look like? I know you come from a little bit of a background of kind of technical management, logistics, stuff like that. So is that carried over to any type of structured sales process when someone comes in the door? Um, I, I wouldn't say that. I think we, I'd love to get something down on paper, but it does come out just about the same way every time when people come in and ask us, what is it? My wife knows the script. I know the script. The coaches know the script. I probably, I, it was a good idea to put something down on that. But usually people walk in, what is it? And usually just, I just let them see the gym. Step one, let them see the gym. Let them see what it is. And then ask, and then from there, what is CrossFit? How do I get in? And uh, one of the sales that worked the best is introducing a beginner's course. That's saying, hey, when you come in, if you decide to join, there is a beginner's course where it's one-on-one with the coach. It's not in the group of other strangers. It's you one-on-one with the coach. And our sales, uh, I would say, spiel goes like this. Like, hey, it's six one-on-one classes. It's just you and the coach. It's a good time for us to get to know you. You get to know the coach. And we also teach you the movements at your level and to show you how to progress to the 100% level and then you'll be able to learn how to modify everything to yourself and it's a time to get to know you not only as a person but also like physically injuries and all that so that's been a huge added bonus to getting people on board the beginners course has helped tremendously yeah yeah in a lot of ways um you know we find some of the most successful gyms have some type of onboarding um do you have is it built into their first month of membership? Is it a separate charge to come in and take that beginner's course? How's that structured? Separate one-time charge. Okay. Um, I can tell you the price and not, it's not something it's, to tell you. Sure. So it's uh, one time $150 fee and it's six one-on-one classes. And okay. those classes are on paper with notes on them. And we still, I probably, till this day, I'll probably do a beginner's course next week and I'll still tweak one of the things in there, for example, we were doing kettlebell swings for the longest time. And I would always, the hip drive was always a hard part of it. And then one day I was teaching in class and we had glue bridges and I was like, so I rolled in glue bridges on that. And then from that point on, every single person that learned the kettlebell swings, we put them through glue bridges first and they had a perfect kettlebell swing out the gate. So we still modify and tweak the beginner's course. Um, but it's six one-on-one classes for $150. And that has been an amazing thing because now that we are, a little bit more automated on our website to where people kind of shoot their phone number in and we have an automated, Hey, how are you? What are your goals? And I have pre-typed stuff. So I'm able to explain that. And that beginner's course always comes up and then eventually I'll take over. And that sales is mostly, so I guess it's automated in a way, except minus the script when people do walk into the door. Um, and that has helped a lot because that's people get a little more like ease down a little bit. Like I can't do all that. It's okay. I, yeah. I can't do all that. <laughs> They're like, there's, I modify things myself and they get a little bit calm about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it's nice because one, it adds revenue to the business. It yep. gives people a little bit more commitment, some skin in the game to get started, but it also gives them the permission to be a beginner. Yeah. They don't have to worry about it. one of the things that people come to CrossFit for is instruction and not to be in a gym with 500 people where they think everyone's looking at them. They don't know what's going on. Exactly. They don't want that on their first day of class, even if there's only seven people, because, you know, they know everybody's going to know that they're new. So you kind of, you ease them in a little bit like, Hey, you know, you don't, you're not going to be in front of the class 
no until, until we know that you're ready and you have the basics and mm -hmm. you know in that that kind of small town atmosphere small community vibe i think that goes like really goes a long way yep so once somebody is in you know basically you're just a little over a year of a real business since the reopen and that um, have you had much call for people asking for additional personal training or small group or have you strictly just found that your niche is just the bigger groups that five six seven person class yeah so a lot of that's limited by our class class times because we do prioritize the group classes and uh, the size of it. So I had people ask me for group classes, but a lot of the schedules would say like four or 5 p.m. And I was like, well, I can't because that is my group classes. Uh, the, the few, the two rare occasions that I had two retired people ask for personal training. I said, well, sure. Technically the group classes end at 9 a.m. And then I got 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3. And I've done that a couple times. That wore me pretty thin being the only coach by the same time, the only way personal training I see working would be uh, somebody in that, that fits that category of like having the middle of the day available to them because we're, our open times are technically in the morning and the evening as well. And even to speak back to the beginners course, uh, we're a little bit limited in that because we teach that at 7 p.m. So that's a tough spot, but so far everybody's been able to make it. But I know people like, ooh, 7 p.m. That means I don't get out till eight. And that's okay, but uh, some people do kind of like, I get off at five. So it's like, I got to wait two hours to be, get a beginner's course. And then, you know, and in a way you kind of see who's really interested and who's serious and who's not. But yeah, mainly group classes and I, uh, personal training. Right now I have one client, personal training client, because she can do, she can do 9 a.m. Cool, cool. And you started to talk about having another trainer uh, and we talked about this a little bit off the air. You have somebody who is in the process of coming on mm -hmm. now and then somebody else who is kind of in your pipeline. What's yeah. your plan for staff development look like? So staff development, well, one, I would say is a coach already coaching here, certified okay. uh, during the pandemic, certified, and then came into it with me training him and shadowing him. And he's been in it. He knows what's going on. He's onboarded. I would say, okay. um, but he works a full-time job. So uh, I, I don't put that much on him, very part-time. And, uh, and that job still keeps him pretty busy as well. The other coach right now is uh, level one pending. So he got his test and everything. And then now he's just waiting. CrossFit HQ has been backed up uh, to send over his score and everything, but he's passed. And uh, we've been some training. We've been some uh, kind of uh, grooming and, uh, What's the other word? Mentoring. Mentoring. There we yeah. go. So he's been very much mentoring, uh, spent a lot of time with me, a lot of time watching me, a lot of me like pulling him aside and kind of explaining what's going on and everything like that. So looking, looking to get him on probably next month for sure. Perfect. So in addition to requiring certification, you also have a, a certain amount in whether it's on paper or by feel that you want to spend with somebody yeah. making sure that they're executing to the level that you want for your members yeah. before I'd you say, just set, them, set them free. I'd say easy, probably easy 25, 30 hours of coaching that I've watched the previous coach do because, you know, one session you could teach three classes. 
and that yeah. one class uh I've, I've given feedbacks on all three classes of like on this class this you did this and this class you did that and this class you did that so worked out pretty well and of course on top of that watching them in the gym their points of performance with the movements like i can't have a coach with bad form or whatever or at least not understand how to get a good form out of out of his mobility or immobility so yeah on top of that and are both of these uh one coach and one potential coach were they members yes first? Okay. yes members, so first. You're, members you're growing with from within yes which is always the nicest way to do it it's always a nice way to do it correct and yeah i, I wouldn't imagine having to hire an outside i just unless I, we're just that massive or something yeah so what would you say in your you know, little over a year of actually getting to be open and, and do your thing there um, would be the biggest piece of advice you could go back and give yourself or the, the biggest thing that you learned that you didn't expect to since you've been open and building this business. Okay. I would tell myself, be ready mentally to coach a lot of one-on-one, one-on-two people classes and find a way to pull away from CrossFit. And I've done that pretty well, but it took me a minute. It, it does sometimes take a burnout point because uh, when you're the, the main coach, you're the owner, you're the advertising guy, and you've heard it plenty of times. I'm sure you've heard it, wearing many hats kind of deal. And almost that part didn't even bother me. I, I think it's almost how much coaching I've done with that one or two person class to where I was in a way I was very, I was putting too much energy. I know that sounds like, what, what, how do you put, but you almost spend too much time coaching. You spend too much time being on the whole time because you got to remember that as a one, one man show, you got seven more hours of coach after you coach at 5am then you got a 6am and then 4 p.m. and then 5 p.m. So I would I would tell myself, be ready and be ready to uh, figure out a way to uh, delegate and try to find ways to kind of shut down and, and really recharge because you can't turn off, but you are able to uh, be more efficient with your coaching and with your energy. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to come out guns blazing yeah. and then two classes in, you're, you're, you're out of ammo. <laughs> Exactly. And that's actually one of the feedbacks I had for both of my coaches. I said, you, you got, I would say you got two more hours of this, even two more hours of this. You're not doing eight hours like I'm doing, but you at least got two more hours of this. Can you imagine? You, you got to say, I joke with people. I say, I'll say the same joke and I'll say the same coaching cue and I feel funny doing it, but I got to remember these people haven't heard it yet. So you do kind of, you find, you got to find rhythm. You got to find structure, but it can't be boring and it can't be, uh, routine. Yeah, absolutely. For anybody starting out thinking that it's CrossFit, I'm going to open up and I'm going to be doing big group classes. Uh, be ready to be a personal trainer for a little while. Yep. And, and I can pay for it. And manage your energy. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So Isaiah, uh, we're about out of time, but before we let you go, where can people find you online? Website, social media handles. If they want to check out 957, what are those? We are at 957 CrossFit on social media, Instagram, Facebook, 957 CrossFit on both, 957CrossFit.com for our website. Um, and we're, we're on Google here in Blackstone, Virginia.
on uh, Google Business. Awesome, man. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. I look forward to, in my dream world, I get to check in on people in a year, two years down the line and, cool. and watch the progress, watch you grow, see what you're doing down in Blackstone. Yeah, so thank you so much for your time. Yeah, Dominic, you're welcome. Thank you. You're, wel you're very welcome. And to everybody out there listening, we thank you for your time. We appreciate you spending a little bit of your day with us. Hopefully we made it a little better, gave you some nuggets and pearls of wisdom. Check out Isaiah, see what they're doing down there. To everybody out there in Jim Ward's nation, if you want to hear more episodes, click the subscribe button, throw us a like, leave us a review. If you want to be on the show, click the link in the description, fill out the form, we'll get in touch and get you on ASAP. Keep changing lives, keep working hard, keep kicking ass. Jim Ward's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches and learn more about their business and business knowledge as a whole. I'm your host, Ryan Carson, and today we're here with Sean Woods. Sean, how's it going, man? Not too bad. Yourself? I'm uh, doing well, doing well. So uh, we'll go ahead and kind of get right into it. So what is the name of your facility and where are you guys located at? Uh, we're located in Winnipeg, Manitoba, which is central Canada. Uh, the name of our gym is, it's a franchise. We own a, an Anytime Fitness. Okay. All right. So you got an Anytime Fitness. Awesome. And uh, how long have you guys had the business? How long have you been the owner? Since early 2018. So it hasn't been too, too long yet, but uh, it's been a lot of, we've learned a lot along the way. Yeah. Well, I mean, you say, you say it hasn't been too long, but really, three and a half years that's uh that's kind of getting up there in the gym industry so it's i, I suppose but you know you, we look at some of the other local gyms they've been around 15 20 plus years so yeah. it, as far as you know owning the business we still look at it as though we're still pretty green and pretty new at this there's still so much to learn yeah man absolutely and i get that and and the fact that number one the fact that you can admit that says a lot about oh. you too because a lot of people yeah, no one really wants to admit that kind of stuff, you know? No, it's, I, my background is not one of business. Uh, my business, actually my business partner and I both worked as corrections officers for many years before leaving there and then getting into this. And that's one of the things uh, someone told me not long after we started was you are never smart enough to stop learning. You are going to continue to learn. You will never know enough about your business. It is a constant learning process and said so the day you think you know everything is the day you need to find someone to take over because you've either lost your interest you've lost your way your goal but it's time to get out if you think you know everything yeah man that that's a great point um so let me let me ask you this so what um so you're in the corrections your corrections officer for years yep. so what makes you guys want to start up a gym uh, Vaughn, my business partner's name is Vaughn Friesen. Great guy. He 
I don't know that there's anyone out there that knows much more about the human body. He's also a reg- he's also a registered massage therapist. Okay. Um, he's always, always, always been into fitness. So this is something that is obviously right up his alley. And then back in around 2000, I was horrifically out of shape. Like I was, my shape was round. I was 280 pounds and not 280 pounds from lifting. It's 280 pounds from swinging on a fridge door. Right. Right. Uh, I just sort of had enough and decided to change. And, you know, it's just, it was a total lifestyle change, man. You get to where you want to be. And like, you know, if I can do this, anybody can do this. And, you know, this is how it has made me feel or changed my views on certain things. And being, just being able, being in a position of wanting or of being able to help people attain the same things I did or Vaughn did uh, is something that has always interested me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, it's nice to be in a position to provide a place or advice to someone who's looking to make that sort of a lifestyle change and take control of their, uh, their level of fitness. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and the, and the cool thing about that too, is, you know, it it gives you, because you were, because you were there, like you were in, you know, you were in the shape where you're like, you know, let's go. Like I've got to do something right now. So it was bad. bad. (laughs) Yeah, it was bad. It it gives you conviction, right? Like for, for your members, someone that may be in that same situation, you're like, Hey, like I did that, you know what I mean? So yep. yeah, you can do it too. You just got to want it bad enough. Absolutely. And it, it's nice to be able to draw from experiences where someone's sitting there talking about either a plateau or just their personal, their mental state regarding their transformation or the routine workout routine that they're doing. It's nice to be able to draw from actual experience and not just hearsay or what I've seen or yeah, it's I've, I've lived that I've been there. I, can, I know exactly how you're feeling and, you know, be prepared because you're going to start feeling this way at some point, but just to give you the heads up, like be ready. So it's yeah. nice to have that experience. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you got super into it and decided you wanted to open up a gym. So what came next when you guys decided to do the gym? Did you, oh, did you like, it, go ahead and it was like, a, start it from, it was, about, it was about 3000 small little steps. Okay. Uh, so I left, I stopped being a corrections officer. I went on to my next job. I was a, I was a bailiff slash, I believe in the States, you guys call them repo men. Yeah. Yeah. So I repoed vehicles. I also had a contract with, I was, my company I was with had a contract with the city and we looked after business taxes. So I would facilitate the, uh, serving of the warrants. And if it ended up being a business seizure, so at that point, I'd already had some interest in getting, having my own business. And I did want it to be a gym. So started looking around and there's a gym. Actually, the gym that we bought is the gym that I went, have been a member of for many years. I oh, just cool. love the, love the people, love the location uh, on it. It's, it's the people really. Um, started looking into it and ended up purchasing, we ended up purchasing a, uh, a territory to build a new anytime fitness, um, mm-hmm. while in the process of trying to find a location, I ended up speaking to the owner of this location or the owner at the time of this location and presented to him. And, you know, I was interested. Here's my reasons why, if you're interested, let me know. He politely told me to carry on with my workout and uh, 
he, I don't need to worry about that. A little while later, he, a few weeks later, a couple of weeks later, he got a hold of us and actually wanted to interview and find out why the interest in this gym. I guess he mm-hmm. just wanted to make sure that it was the right, right people were looking at it. Yeah. So that's sort of how we got started at this location. Um, it wasn't the initial goal, but subsequently ended up being what was best for us. I, I love this location. The members we have here are unreal. Awesome, man. Awesome. I love it. So let's look at um, now what you guys do. So it, it's an anytime fitness. So what do you do to get new people in the door? It's like, what's your, what's your guys' strategy? Uh, for that? We've got corporate campaigning uh, that goes on, corporate marketing. Uh, they, they look after the franchise marketing. We do our own local stuff, just flyers, advertisements, <laughs> excuse me, uh, a lot of our members honestly come from referrals, no matter what promotion we're running or what special is on. It is the majority of our new members come from a referral from an existing member. Mm-hmm. So that uh, it's nice. It makes it easy for us that, you know, we've obviously impressed our member well enough that they're willing to refer somebody else yeah. to us. Uh, so yeah, and, uh, honestly, we end up, our biggest return of uh, new members, new business is from our current members referrals. I don't, yeah. I honestly don't know that our, the marketing or the advertising really works all that well because we are a Canadian gym mm-hmm. and it's an American franchise. We don't have, we don't see the anytime fitness commercials or handouts or flyers and that's nothing against anytime fitness. It's just our yeah. market. It just doesn't happen here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And that is, that is one thing that we have saw, um, you know, when it comes to franchises. And, and like you said, it's nothing against them. But, you know, other, like, especially like you guys are in, a, in another country, obviously. Yeah. And, you know, your market is going to be a little different. Uh, every market's wow. unique. And um, I think in the States, you can get away with that. But, I mean, up there, there's, and there's just like little <laughs> things that are different, like, you know, whatever restrictions or, you know, things like that that are going on. Yeah. So it can, I can see how it can be a bit of a problem at times. It, it can be, but pay off. Pardon me. Uh, or like, it doesn't really pay off like you would no. like to. Yeah. You definitely would like to see, well, with anything, you'd like to see more or better return. But uh, this it's, it is what it is. They are corporate marketing is done in another country and, Whatever, it's it's working so yeah 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 for sure so uh yeah and the, and the cool thing about the referrals and stuff like that word of mouth is like typically those leads are going to be super hot so when people come in even if it's just maybe to try it out like they're probably they're probably going to join you know if someone absolutely away. absolutely we find that if striking while the iron's hot if somebody shows up and they're interested you you really do have to be with them, answer their questions. Um, if they're coming to you to see the gym, they want to ask questions, they're interested. And yeah. it's the sooner they come after receiving the information, the more likely they are to sign up. We have, you know, if there's a member refers somebody and they come down that day, guaranteed they're going to sign up. They want to work out that day. Yeah. So you have to, we get a lot of people phoning, making reservations. Hey, you know, book a reservations to come check out the gym or see, have a tour. 
it's easily 60% of those are no shows. Yeah. So it's diversity of meeting new people. And if our members are referring somebody high probability that this is going to be a really good person and they're going to stay for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, and looking at like, uh, other services offered. So what other services do you guys offer? Like, do you do any group training, personal training, anything like that? We actually, we do personal training. We don't do any sort of group training. <clears throat> Excuse me. There are, we have no classes. Uh, this, for whatever reason, this location has been here since approximately 2008. Okay. Uh, the, the majority of the members here, if not, like it's, it's an extremely high percentage. I can't even tell you what the percentage would be. Our members know how to lift. Our members know how to work out. Uh, some of them being ex or pro ex pro bodybuilders, male and female, they know what they're doing. Uh, the people they associate with know what they're doing. And it just sort of filters down. The majority of our members don't need personal trainers, nor are they interested. Uh, we have attempted to do group training in the past, group classes. It just didn't work. The demographic around here, I guess, just doesn't provide enough uh, of a level of interest to make it worthwhile. Right. But Vaughn does look after personal training, and he, the clients that he has right now are making some amazing transformations. He's doing quite well with it. So we've, we've after a couple of years, come to accept the fact that, you know, our biggest generator of revenue is going to be your monthly dues and mm -hmm. uh, the personal training is not going to be a obviously it's not a consistent form of income so it's not something we bank on we don't focus a lot any longer on seeking out new personal training clients either they yeah. they come to vaughn they come to us through members and we we spend a lot less time searching for personal training clients because it's there's just not a lot of draw and we want to focus on what we have yeah. And I think that's one of the, one of the things too, like when it comes to, you know, actually searching for personal training clients, like people that would, let's say people that would openly admit on the phone or on social media that they would like personal training. Um, it's, it's really slim to none when it comes to that, because a lot of people like to be in somewhere or they'll just go directly to someone if they want it. Um, yes. But yeah, or they, you know, maybe they, they join a gym and they're like, okay, like, now I think I need a personal trainer, right? So I think I think the way to do it would be, you know, obviously like if you're existing member base, uh, that's kind of how it is at my gym. My existing member base um, years ago was were people that you know already knew what the hell they were doing, right? Yeah, it sounds like yeah. a lot of the same people that you had. So what we did, you know, we kind of you know, ran some targeted campaigns on social media, you know, to get just your average Joe, so to speak, in there. And then, you know, try to get the new people into training. And that that's what changed it. But you're right. That's, like, it, it's hard to, to get people that are already it, there, you know. It is because they're already doing what they want to do for themselves and paying just the monthly dues, the, the right. gym dues. Uh, to try and to speak to someone who may not be interested in personal training and actually convince them that they want it or it's good for them is you know, honestly, difficult, number one. And number two, something you probably don't want to do. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know that I will walk up to any member and 
in our gym and try and convince them they need a personal trainer because you're actually kind of taking a shot at somebody by doing yeah. that. And yeah. this is a gym full of strong, big people. And yeah, no, I'm not walking up to somebody saying, yeah, you, you need a trainer, man. Yeah. Yeah. You might, uh, you might get stabbed again if you do that. Right. Yeah. That that's entirely possible. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was that actually touch on that. I was in there's we had a guy wandering through our parking lot that was high on meth. Uh, I don't know what it's like down there. Meth's a bit of an issue here right now. It's, it's an issue. Yeah. Yeah. And he was kicking at my car, and I I'm a people watcher. I watch people. It's just well, yeah, that was your whole life, man. Right. It, it exactly. Yeah. And I was looking out the front windows of the gym. I was just about to do cardio, and I could see this guy out there messing around by my vehicle. So I opened the door, told him, you know, run along. And he had other ideas and started to approach the gym. So I didn't want any members to see what was going on. Like they, they want no part of this. I don't want them to be a part of that. They came here to spend their Friday. It was actually a Friday evening. They came here to spend their Friday evening working out and relaxing. So I went outside. So I went outside. We just sort of walked off out away from the front of the gym and i was just telling him, you know you don't belong here this is my vehicle it told me you know mind your own business that's my vehicle i i'm minding my business yeah and i i had a i figured it was going to come to blows and yeah i didn't i didn't realize that he was carrying a knife <laughs> so yeah that happened so he got i got stabbed six times damn man uh, wandered back over to the gym right after it happened. My girlfriend pulled up in the parking lot right after it happened. We were going to work out. So she saw, she ran inside the gym, grabbed a bunch of members or as many people as she could and some towels. And they came back outside and uh, between her and the three members that came outside, they saved my life. 100%. That, that's insane, man. And how long ago it was, was that? That was November of 2018. November 2018. Yeah, right. no, 20. Yeah, November of 2019. Sorry, my apologies. Last two years ago. Yeah, so, so it was crazy. Recovery's been okay. Uh, yeah, everything's fine. Uh, no organs were hit. I, you know, for having six holes punched into you, they're not a single organ was hit. Yeah. Uh, but it, you know, is horrible as that situation was for the people that saw it or myself whatever it it was really great to see like you know my girlfriend runs inside and grabs a couple of members comes outside and they don't they're just their concern is helping right so right. that whatever end up at the hospital that night i was there for four days myself and my business partner vaughn our phones would not stop ringing whether it be a phone call a message a text hey i and this was devon and myself we heard what happened um we'll i'll cover sean shifts or hey if you're super busy let me know i'll come in and i'll help vacuum i'll do the garbages leave your storage room unlocked we're going to take care of your washrooms a few of us are going to come in tonight and do washrooms it's that's Man. these people are absolutely amazing individuals to really at the end of the day we're just a gym we're their gym they come here for an hour a day mm -hmm. and to see these people take that kind of interest in their gym 
and do everything they can to try and help out, make sure that the gym is doing okay. It is absolutely amazing. These people are incredible, incredible people. Yeah. And the, you know, that could be like probably the most creative way that I've ever heard of anyone to get out of doing cardio. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, well, not, not just cardio, but we were going to do weights as well. So I, okay. Uh, I okay. Was, I really took it to the, uh, to all lengths to get out of doing that. Man. That's crazy. Yeah. So, um, really like go, getting, go hard or go home. That's right, dude. Yeah. Go hard or go home. So we're get, getting towards the end of our time on the podcast. So uh, one thing I like to do is I always like to ask everyone. So let's say in a year from now, what does growth look like for you guys? Like, where do you want to be at? We would like to be honestly back to our pre COVID numbers. Okay. We don't, I'm not projecting any level of greed. I don't want us. I don't want to say that we're going to triple our membership base. I realistically, yeah. we, we were very happy with the numbers we had right before COVID started. So we're just focusing on trying to get back to there. That's where the last place we were happy and everything was good before all these COVID restrictions and whatnot came in. Right. So our, our goal over the next uh, two to three years is we want to try and get back to as close to where as close to that number as possible mm-hmm. and then sit down and then look at progressing and growing uh, yeah. I think right now rather than focusing on growing we need to grow focus on rebuilding and get back to where we were because that was a solid foundation so I don't want to bypass that I want we need to get there and then focus on growing from there yeah that so. makes sense awesome well Sean thank you man so much for being on the podcast today um, thanks very much yeah man and i know our audience will get some good value out of this so thank you again for for opening up and sharing with us all right thanks very much for your time and it was uh nice to have you here nice to be here with you guys yeah absolutely man and for our listeners out there if you found value from this podcast please click the subscribe button and if you're a gym owner and you want to be featured on the podcast click the link in the description apply to be a guest until next time gym lords out Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. We talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic, and today I'm here with my guest, John Pearson, owner of Premier Fitness in Charleston, South Carolina. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Dominic. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here, sir. Can't wait to hear about you, about Premier. Tell us all about it. What type of facility is it? What type of people? What are your, 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 your demographic? Whose lives are you changing down there in Charleston? 
Well, first of all, thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, we are a, a small boutique functional training gym. Um, I started off years ago as a one-on-one -on -one personal trainer after college. And a lot of that stuck because, you know, the people really enjoyed that. So I still do some one-on-one -on -one at the gym, uh, but we're really gunning for small group personal training right now. Uh, groups of about four people, three to four, uh, seems to be the sweet spot. And we're, we're doing semi-private training in small groups. So, you know, if somebody needs something specific, we'll break them off into, you know, a little section and let them handle that. But if everybody's kind of up to par and up to speed on, on the movements or the circuit we're doing, everybody essentially will do the same thing if they're able. Um, we've got about a 3,000 square foot facility. Um, we've got bathrooms in there as well as showers. And the rest of it is essentially open space. A uh, few machines, you know, like the Airdyne bikes, the rowers, Versa climbers, a few treadmills, um, but a lot of open area, kettlebells. Uh, we've got, you know, the racks and the, uh, you know, the full uh, power stations, bench press, squat racks, um, and the rig is the word I was looking for. Um, other than that, sled work, and, and we really use the, the FMS, uh, the functional movement screen, to dictate uh, uh, what groups we put our people in according really to ability level and how they do on the screen. If there's something, you know, real overwhelming in, say, two or more areas, they'll probably, you know, be pushed to a different group, and we try to get everybody who's Essentially, we're going to think who's going to be able to work well together, together, but sometimes time and, you know, uh, just schedule doesn't work for that. So we'll still uh, bring people into the groups. And, and like I said, uh, according to the movement screen, you know, their, their shoulder mobility work may, you know, they might be laying on the floor doing floor slides. And then, you know, the other guys over there just use that as a warm up. And then he's, you know, he's doing one arm kettlebell presses and in a half kneeling position or something like that. So we really try to give people what they need, but still work them in a group setting just uh, just because of the bottom line, really. And it's more fun. You know, I like we like working with a few people. The energy stays higher. Um, but it is nice every once in a while to to in my opinion, to put a little one-on-one -on -one training in there just to bring you down because, you know, how up you have to get sometimes for the groups and you really got to be on every second. So when you have the one-on-one, -on -one, it seems to give you a little bit more time to, you know, just bring the nervous level, nervous system down a little bit and, and uh, you know, regroup for the next one. So... Uh, I think you asked about like our demographic or what kind of people we're training. I would say the main people are between 40 and 60 years old. Probably a little more men than women, probably 60, 40, actually men to women. Um, and, you know, they have disposable income. So they they're willing to pay, they're, they have the time to show up, 
and they know it's important for them to, you know, invest in their health now so that they can continue to live those later years uh, happy and healthy. And, and that's what we try to sell. You know, that's what we say. We say, look, you need to, you know, you need to be proficient at these movements. You need to, you need to be balanced. You need to have, you know, core stability. You need to have shoulder mobility. If not, you know, your, your life gets smaller, right? There's just things that you have to start not doing because you can't do them anymore. So I, I really like to tell these people how important being proficient or at least, you know, so-so with the FMS is, you know, and to continue to try to get better at it. And then we strengthen those patterns, of course. But, uh, you know, first is just establishing them or, you know, or once they got them established, continue to strengthen. Awesome. So you have a, a really, I wouldn't say super, super niche demographic, but you know who the people are that you're making the biggest difference with, who you enjoy working with the most that seem to get along the best in your training. You have that ideal client doesn't mean you're going to turn somebody else away, but you generally have, you've been, you know, doing this for long enough. So, you know, like, Hey, you're going to be a really good fit. Like this is, this is a kind of a slam dunk versus, Hey, I still want to help you. We might have to work you in here and there, but you know who those people are that are almost kind of a guarantee success fit once they come in at this point. Absolutely. There's, you know, they all, have a lot of similarities to them, you know, and part of it is that, Hey, I, I've got the money, just show me what we need to do. And you, you know, you, you show them why the, again, back to the movement screen, you show them how that's based off human development. You show them why that's so important and, and they buy into it. And then they start to feel it when they go do their odd jobs around the house or when they, they're just, you know, doing everyday life. Hey, I was, you know, carrying my hamper to the laundry room and almost tripped over my cat. And when I stumbled, I caught my balance. I don't know, you know, something. And they start to say, wow, or, you know, I was doing the yard work and those carries sure, you know, paid off or whatever. I didn't get as tired or I was really watching my posture when I was in the airport and thinking about that, you know, suitcase carry or whatever. And I, you know, you, I, I just really try to get it to translate to these people how it, you know, transcends across to everyday life. You know, if you're good at this stuff that we're trying to do, life's going to be better. Life's going to be easier. And, and, you know, you know how it is. You get to a point where it turns the corner and instead of being hard and you just kind of enjoy the challenge, you get through it and it's like, all right, awesome. Check, you know, check off the box and keep going. Awesome, man. Yeah, absolutely. That, that, that's kind of why we get up, get out of bed in the morning when we're in this business, right? Is to be able to get that kind of feedback and, and really see it affecting people's lives. So I can, I can totally relate to that. So yeah. And, and one more thing, you yeah. know, just to go off what you were saying, I think, I think if you, you know, you get these people to buy into that situation and, and they're yours forever. Like I said, a lot of the people that I had were, you know, from word of mouth, but you know, they sit down on a Friday night and they're talking, Hey, which gym do you go to, you know, this and that. And they start telling their friend that they're working on balance and they're, you know, cause we grew up in the time I grew up, I'm 44. So I grew up in the age of kind of bodybuilding, you know, that we went to the gym and we did 
arm day, leg day, back day, right? That's what it was. That's how, that's all we knew. And I kind of had to, you know, change my ways and my thinking, you know, through the process and, and I bought into it, you know, it was, it wasn't so much for, you know, quote unquote vanity anymore. And these guys weren't, you know, it wasn't just for looks. It was like, this pays off in life and this will, you know, make your life longer, better, whatever. And if you, you know, I believe in it, I know it works. And if you can get people to buy into that, I don't, I think you'll have a hard time ever turning them away. That's, that's, that's such a great perspective that I think sometimes can get lost, but if you can reel that back in, I think it just, it just reinforces why we're all here. So I think yeah. that, it's not just for, you know, like there was a lot of stereotypes. I don't, you know, when we grew up, it was like, oh, it was just kind of for vanity or for was for whatever. And it was like, well, you know, we weren't, we, not everybody got it quite yet, but it's a lot more to it. This is for everybody, all races, all walks of life, all whatever. Everybody needs health and fitness, you know? So speak it across a million languages, you know, just. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's get into a little bit of the, the in the trenches, the numbers stuff, the, the business side of it, because as you and I both know, nobody gets, or not many people get into this because they love looking at spreadsheets and things like that. But it, numbers and tracking are the things that we can do to help us be in a position to help more people. It's necessary. You can call it a necessary evil. You can just call it awesome. It all depends on your point of view, but you got to know, right? The, whether you like numbers or not, they they exist so i'm curious like what's the breakdown of the business right now you're somewhere around you know 75 80 clients how many of them are in each portion of what you're doing right now like how many in your your group classes how many are in your semi-private what's that breakdown look like right now i would i've got about half in the small group training half in the semi-private and half so 40 in the small groups 20 roughly in the semi-private and 20 or so in the one-on-one. -on -one. And you know what? I quit playing with all the numbers kind of after COVID, as you noticed, everybody kind of has. And I just did it real simple. Small groups and, you know, the semi-private for, you know, anybody who's in there with one or more people, they're $50 an hour, no breaks. One-on-one. -on -one, $100 an hour, and that's that's just what they pay. I feel like that's enough probably not to scare them off, but enough to that only specific people are going to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And they pay, if they come three times a week, they pay for 12 at a time. And if they come two times a week, they pay for eight at a time. So they go for a month. And I do have some people who come once a week, and they I just I charge them the 50, and they pay once a month. This one specific lady pays once a week, but... Um, and they pay that times four or times eight or times 12. And that's, that's how I do it. And I, I, you know, I'm able to do that because now I've worked enough where I can kind of be a little bit pickier with who I want to train. And that, that's like one of the things you were saying earlier, it's like, you kind of want to get up and go in there. Well, I mean, you've owned several places yourself. You know how it is when you get that one person or two people, they're like, Oh my God, it's dreadful. I've done it before. I've done it. I've been there. I've sucked it up. I've, you know, 
but I've gotten to a point and I've never been rude, you know, or anything, but we've worked our way out of that situation. And I literally am lucky, blessed enough, whatever you want to call it, to work with people who I really, every single one of them, I enjoy. Like sometimes I say they get, I get more out of them than they get out of me, you know, like smart people who give you advice, you know, like about business, real estate, just life stuff, you know, that especially dealing with that age population, right? They've kind of, you got a lot of water under the bridge, right? You can help kind of learn from some people's mistakes and not have to make them yourself. So I'm not, I'm not saying to anybody, if you like a client, you got to do what you got to do. Do what you have to do till you don't do, have to do it anymore. That's what I say. But, you know, it's nice to literally get up and deal with people you really enjoy, you know, because we all had to eat some crow sometime. And, and when you got to do it, do it. But it is nice to be able to get up and work with people you want to work with who want to pay you and will pay you what you ask them. And it's a really good, you know, nice scenario. Everybody's happy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm glad you went into the pricing models that you have, because one of the things I noticed when I was when I was doing my show research was your price, even your group classes, you know, are priced at a premium above what we see for for industry average for, you know, that type of training. And and you can you can easily say, hey, my training is better or my training is different. But if your prices don't support it, you're just doing extra and better work and not getting compensated. And that's, that's a hangup that a lot of fitness business owners have. So the fact that you have a, a pricing structure in place that allows you to make what you need to make where you want to make, and also shows the client's value, right? But people, if they pay, they pay attention. So you're not trying to be everything to everyone. You're saying, this is what it costs. You're going to get this. If you want to sign up for it, I'm going to give you the results you pay for. And if not, you know, the YMCA is down the road or however, whatever the alternative is. So um, I like that model. And I think, you know, as, as we get more industry data out there, you know, in multiple ways, but this podcast being one of them and people see like, oh, wow, you can charge that. Yeah, you can. Will everybody in your town pay it? Absolutely not. But if you want everybody in your town, you know, open a, open a Globo gym. I, that's not what you get into boutique fitness for it. You want to give better service give great service and get paid for it. Right? There's no advantage to not being the best, one of the highest price, like go for it. So, right. And wow. go all out, you know, let pe those people are expecting you, you know, not to be looking through your phone, you know, <laughs> you gotta be there. I'm on, I'm on them. You know, I, I, I'm on them all the time. They, they, they know that, you know, and, and I, it was a little bit scary to ask for more. It is. And I, I kept, you know, the, the old people who I've, you know, I kind of grandfathered them in. I don't really shell shock them. Maybe once every couple of years, I'll be like, hey, you know, we've kind of been doing 75 for whatever, however long. Let's, you know, let's go up 10 or whatever. I don't want you to push anybody out. But the new people, especially, you know, once you're, what do they say, once you're 80% full, go up in rate, like, when you've got those numbers, don't be scared for the new people to come in and it'll leave enough room for you to, to make that extra little bit, make you feel like you're worth it and get what you feel like you deserve. And like I said, it's, it, it makes you happy with what you do. I don't, you know, I think competing, it's up to the person, you know, who does it, but it always seems like those little, you know, $99 specials, $199, 
those guys don't retain the clients, you know, and maybe a blessing and a curse, depending how you look on it. I've been able to retain a lot of my clients. And I think through COVID, it truly, truly was a blessing because, you know, a lot of people went out of business. And if I didn't have some of those one-on-ones that I was able to keep, there was a lot of small groups that weren't training just because, hey, training with one more, more than one person was scary unless it was their significant other or, you know, brother, sister, whatever, you know, knew, knew where they had been. So, like I said, it, it kind of paid off and, um, you know, it, it is what it is now and, and we're just going to keep rolling with it. Yeah. And you're talking about, you know, the different specials and different things people will do and how you get people in the door. So I want to know, how are you getting people in the door now? Because you're still back on the, the upswing, the COVID rebound, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Um, you, you still need more people to come in the door. You still want more clients. What are you doing to actually get them in? We're, we're advertising a little bit on Facebook, but honestly, we're, we need more trainers right now. Like I told you, we do, uh, we're, we do like independent contract training. We need some more trainers to come in to train some of the people because we're kind of full our own schedules, me and our other guys. Um, and it's just, it's, it's hard. I think everybody's having a hard time right now with workforce and getting, um, you know, labor and just people wanting to come go out on the limb and, and try to do their own thing. You know, what, what we have at our gym, we've really had some of the best trainers in town, like, you know, come through our place at some point or work there because to be an independent contractor, you have to have your own clients. Right. So we've had people who have like, you know, kind of getting out of the Globo gym setting the most popular trainer at gold's gym or what have you. And they're going to go out on their own. So it's a nice little, kind of place for them to get started. COVID wiped a lot of it out. And we just, we need some more people. We're doing fine. Like we're floating, we're good, but we could use some more people, but we need like some more workers. We need some more, more trainers. Yeah, that's our situation right now. And that's what I was telling you before we actually got on, um, looking at some more roadside, some more premium uh, space to maybe get a little more attention like that. And and maybe rewire some things. Um, we've done some employee situations before and it was, you know, you can, I'm sure you've had some experience with that. So a lot of times with the independent contractor it was nice because you don't have to fill their shift. You know, they're not going to call you and say, Hey, I'm not showing up this morning. And then all of a sudden, you know, it was, they, they had a little more, you know, they had a little more interest in the situation going on. Right. Yeah, a little more skin in the game for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's that's what it's all about, and a lot of times, so so there is you know there is some some struggle in that. There is, you know you just can't go to the independent contractor trainer factory or go to right. the showroom and order one like a car. So so that can be tough, and that's something where it's just it's the the grind of putting feelers out, tapping your connections, putting ads, all that. But, you know, it's, it's a process. So what other things would you say you're working on right now for the business? Any other challenges, any other obstacles, projects, anything else that you're working on to continue to, you know, to keep it growing and thriving? Yeah, well, the biggest thing on the plate right now is we are, I, I signed another contract 
you know, anybody out there, I, I would recommend, you know, kind of foreseeing how long you're going to be in it for and, and, you know, kind of secure that contract for that amount of time. I would, I was in a situation where we would resign. This guy's got, you know, 15, 20 units in a warehouse situation. Um, we made 3000 square feet into a really nice, you know, feeling scenario. Um, but he'd, he'd go up a little bit, 50 or a hundred a year, all of a sudden this past year, right after COVID, he hits like with a huge increase, like triple. Like when I reflect back, I've paid him more than double than I used to pay when I first started. So I just feel like, uh, you know, he's getting a little too comfortable. I just looking forward, I look forward another 10 years and say, I can't keep up with this rate increase. So right now, the biggest obstacle we're looking at is one, just keeping everybody happy as it is and in the process of, of the next step. It's definitely going to be a, a gym, you know, we're still going to do, you know, the same training we're always doing. It's just, we're going to say, where are we going to put it? And and that's our next thing. Where we're gonna put it is really gonna kind of dictate a bit more of what type of gym it's gonna be. You know, is it gonna, are we gonna do more of like the small group training? Are we gonna, you know, make it even more boutique and just, you know, not foresee a lot more people coming in there, you know, and, or are we gonna make it a little bit bigger? Depends what kind of space we get. So I think what what is available to us right now is, is going to dictate that next step and the reason that matters a lot is just in charleston right now the inventory is very very low on all fronts on rental and uh you know commercial both uh for purchasing and leasing so you know we're just we're just kind of maneuvering through that scenario right now but i think just my main goal right now is to keep all my current clients happy keep them abreast of what's going on and I think once I have a clear vision of what that next step is, it will become a lot more apparent in which direction I need to go. And that's, that's just the honest truth where that's the next step. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, you can only do one at a time. I mean, no yeah. matter what we think. So we are getting near our time today, but for somebody who's been in the business, the amount of time that you've had, you've seen some things, you've, you've been through COVID, a lot of lessons in there. Is there anything that stands out for you in the time that you've been in the business that if you could go back and tell younger John or maybe somebody listening right now that doesn't have the experience that you have, is there anything that you think stands out, any type of advice or lesson that you'd share? Well, I definitely put my 10,000 plus hours in. There's no question. I'll just, I'll, you know, you guys probably already know some of these names, but I'll, you know, some of my heroes if you will you know i of course grew up with like the whole arnold schwarzenegger thing on my wall right but literally nowadays if you're not listening to mike boyle or brendan rerick or kevin carr or gray cook or the cosgroves um you know those guys are really putting out some good information i love the functional movement screen that's kind of where everything came from. I think Brendan, I know Brendan wrote a book uh, very recently about, uh, I got it in my other room, but it's basically like a, you know, a starter for young trainers, you know, like a guidebook, create good personal relationships. You know, a lot of these people, 
they end up knowing you really well. And it's like, you know, I mean, you just do them right. You're helping them. They help you. You know, there's that saying, you help enough people get what they want. You can have whatever you want. You know, you genuinely, genuinely put the time in, genuinely help them on all fronts, you know, be upfront with them about, you know, I think for years, I don't mean to bounce around. There's like so much in here, you know, for years, everybody thought, and I still come back to this sometimes with these older people I train, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to work out really hard and we're going to get lean or we're going to get, we're going to get skinnier or whatever. I'm like, well, you got a whole nother part to do with your nutrition. And we can talk about that, but you know, you're going to need to stick consistent to that. It's not just showing up to your three, one hour workouts a week, right? Like, you know, to your client, they, they're, what are, you know, the other 165 hours in the week, what are you doing, right? I'm not with you. You got to adhere by at least some of these parameters. So, you know, just being upfront with the client, telling them, being real with them about what it really takes, you know, what you go through, what you've done, your experience. And, and then those guys, I said earlier, I like the perform better circuit. That's what I should have said. A lot of those people, they would go on those perform better circuits. I've been seeing them for 13 or 14 years, I wouldn't miss them until like COVID recently, but you get to see, you know, four presenters a day for two and a half days. And I'd been doing that for, like I said, 14, 15 years. And that, and I really started back even a little bit before that on the whole functional training thing. And I mean, I go back to stuff all the time, those little gems they dropped in those hour and 15 minute seminars that, you know, they spent a lot of time coming up with that plan that they were going to go over and they if you were paying attention they gave you something that you know was a good pillar to kind of continue to build off and i i would you know thank them and always go back to a lot of those people for some of the best information i ever had so perform better those other guys i mentioned they're really good mike boyle was awesome i got to go up to his facility a few years ago and and just kind of you know watch him and and shadow him for a little while and that was see how all that worked and um i mean just an awesome experience i've been to several other facilities right juan carlos santana back in the day i'd travel down and go see his play yeah you remember him and you know i i'd been all over i, I saw all the stuff and then i i went from there i guess now you can take a lot of tours virtually but get out there meet people talk do your ten thousand hours read everything you can and and I really like, you know, that FMS, it's, uh, it, it's, it gives you the strategy of where you need to go with that person. It gives you the blueprint of where you need to start to go. Otherwise, it's just kind of like a crapshoot, you know? If you don't have somewhere to start, I mean, I guess you can go real general, but um, I kind of hang my hat on that one and it just, it gives us a pathway for everybody. And, you know, and then we go from there. Awesome, man. Awesome. I appreciate that. And it was a lot. So my best suggestion is if you're listening to this in your car a month, two months down the road, when we get it published, hit the rewind button a couple of times, let all <laughs> that sink in. Right. And, um, and I think you'll learn, you'll learn something from it. I know that I did, and there's some stuff in there that you know, some names that I'll research, anything that I can get more knowledge of, I'm always happy to have it. So John, I appreciate you being on here today. Before I let you go, last question, where can people find you online? Uh, Premier Fit SC at, hold on, where, 
Oh, premierfitsc.net. Sorry, premierfitsc.net. Or we're on Facebook, Premier Fit SC, or Instagram, Premier Fit SC. P-R-E-M-I-E-R. Perfect, perfect. I appreciate you being here today. Thank you for My taking pleasure, the time. And to everybody out there listening, we appreciate you being here with us today, taking some time out of your day. We hope you learned something very useful from this. I know I did. It's been a pleasure. If you want to hear new episodes when they drop, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when they come out. We're dropping multiple episodes a week, spreading as much knowledge as we can. If you want to be on the show, click the link in the description. Someone from the team will reach out and we'll get you on as soon as possible. To everybody out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.